last time on the Four Orbs. Oh my God, what's going on? Ah, Everything, everything's fading to black. Am I going blind? Can y'all see? Oh my God, everybody! May we find what's the light? Happening? What? May what? we Stop. find Shut the up. light? Shut up! What are you? I can't see. I'm freaking Shut out, man. What, I think it's what okay. are you talking can, about? Can see? What are you two talking about? Can't, I can't. We can't see anything. Can Can y'all see? We're all blind. Yes, I can see just fine. You're right there. Yeah, everything's. Pretty clear to me. You can see? Did something happen? Uh, well, I, it appears that the the glow from the key of Kilnar isn't isn't active anymore. I see black and white now. Well, I can clearly see black everywhere. Same. How am I supposed to shoot a bow like this? Calm down. I'll shut the doors. What was that? It, it's just me. Perhaps we should uh. relight the fire. Can they can they see the fire without the key? We'll find out. I'll I'll open the door again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go relight the fire. You guys can see the campfire, and now everybody's not seeing black and white. If you're using dark vision, you're seeing the campfire light, but still no green, right? Uh, no, actually, it's green now. Okay. Fire should have nothing to do with how to see in this place. It hasn't had anything to do with how to see in this place since we started. Why? Why now? Well, how long have we been in here? It could be close to nightfall or past it. Maybe. I would assume that. The magic is powerful enough to where it wouldn't have made any sort of difference. I, I'm going to walk outside of the temple. What's up, Felly? Well, the key doesn't seem to be working out here. Um, I just see black and white again. Well, every time I have a problem, I solve it by going to sleep. And so whenever everybody starts to kind of wake up naturally, eventually the darkness fades out and you have a hundred foot of green film light that everybody can see again. Good morning, everyone. Well, I think I found something interesting out while you guys were all sleeping. Yeah. I mean, also, we can actually see now. I believe that's because the sun's out. It's not. Oh, really? What? You know how when we were in range of the fire, you guys could see, but it was lit green like the key? Yeah. I think what's going on is that the key reflects whatever light source uh... it's picking up, but only to the maximum range of that light source. And while they're talking about the snow... I want to be looking at the thing under the veil. Oh, you're going to go peek at it? Yeah. Okay. All right. I just want to walk up it, up to it and read the plaque. Oh, interesting. And just like slowly like lift it up. A screeching horror resonates throughout the entire temple. You do not worship me. Worship me. You do not deserve my guidance. My guidance. You will suffer. Oh my god, did y'all hear that? You see just this fog start to lift up from the sphere through the uh, silk, and then a thunderous electric shock goes through it. The fog then billows above the sphere and begins to create a humanoid shape. It grows details all along it and begins to solidify. It slowly levitates to the ground in front of the sphere. Then you hear a thunder crack again and the sphere behind it splinters and burst. Glass shards spill all over the temple floor. The humanoid shape raises its arms and the glass begins to quickly rush to the outline of the fog. Piece by piece, the glass creates plates of armor. It then lifts its head and looks at the five of you as its eyes glow white with a blue aura. And then, yeah, I'm going to try the, uh, the crossbow again. You take an arrow and you kind of notch it and you release it and you realize it just went like straight through without touching any glass. And then you take, your, you take another arrow out and kind of calmly wait and you wait till these two last remaining plates spin right in front of each other and you hit the mark directly and it takes the so you shoot the crossbow 
and the bolt flies directly into its first plate that you're aiming at, and then it immediately hits the second plate on the other side, and it breaks the last remaining glass, and then the wraith screams in pain, and the mist fog that was creating this apparition just kind of disperses and evaporates into the air. And when you open the doors of the temple, a hill of snow blocks your exit. Oh, where's my shovel? I'm just start digging in the snow trying okay. to find the shovel that I left. Um, Three days ago. (laughs) So, yeah, you dig in the snow and you find your shovel and you start kind of digging into the slope and kind of creating a path upwards to the top. Oh, it's so deep. Finch, what were you saying about those snowshoes? Well, I I was saying that I don't really know if I can craft some, but, I mean, we can sure try. I want to walk up to, you know, meet them because I've been in the, the hut the whole time. So are we out of here? So as you walk on the snow, what you notice, Dorothy, is you don't sink in at all. What's the problem? What do you mean, what's the problem? Then I'm just going to, like, dance around on the snow. It's fine. And I'm going to start walking. Okay. Like, so- a- like, away from the temple. Okay. And see if I can see anything. Yeah, you you walk to kind of scout a little bit. Um, so you walk about 50 feet. And then you hear something. You hear a... You hear a high-pitched moaning. You move into the direction of it, and you see a puddle of blood up ahead. You see what looks like a weak, prematurely birthed baby with a large head and small body moaning in this pool of blood. You move a little closer, and with it lying on its side facing you, you see small, fleshy wings stretch out from its back. Doroth, It makes eye contact with you, then screeches. down at this prematurely birthed baby with fleshy wings soaking in a pool of blood as it hisses and moans at you. Alright, I'm gonna fall back onto my back. Assuming I was standing. Sure, yeah, I mean you were standing on top of the snow because like your weight apparently just doesn't affect it. So I'm gonna fall back onto my hands. Like, what the fuck? And just crawl backwards a little bit you start to kind of crawl backwards and Kath I think you were the first one out the door that was pushing through the snow and you kind of inch your way backwards towards him and I say inch I mean probably pretty like scurriedly you quickly move towards him and Kath you kind of can see this baby at the distance from the height like you're basically ground level with your eyes you see just this like pool of liquid you assume it's blood but you can't really tell the color because you're only got green light going on what is it no, it's 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 a baby. A baby. A, a baby something. I'll, uh, I'll yell inside the the temple. Guys, there's there's a a baby out here. I'm not gonna look at film me. A baby. A baby. <laughs> well, bring it here. Fuck no! I'm not touching that thing. I'll uh, climb out and go towards the baby. I guess. Okay, so you kind of push through the snow more to get through it because if you you can't get on top of the snow, and you get about uh, five feet away. And then you see this baby begin to move its lips and say something towards you. Guthrak, Andaya, 
assuming I don't understand that. Uh, what languages do you know? Orc in common. You do not. Guys, this baby's talking! Look, I'm not your mommy, okay? I'm just gonna leave? We're both gonna leave? I'm gonna look at Kev. How, uh, how big is this baby? About a foot long. Okay. Uh, it's very thin, like the bones are basically pushing through that skin, basically. All right, I'm gonna back up to the temple, and I'm gonna get the shovel. <laughs> oh my god. And I'm gonna yell back in, guys, come look at this, this thing is talking! I'll start to climb out. Yeah, I wanna go out there. Okay, so Finch and fellow mirror, you start pushing through the snow. What about you, Astra? I'm gonna hang behind, but <laughs> I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna look out. All right. So uh, the two of you also push back, push through the snow to get to where Keth is. And uh, at the same time, like, this thing is still just talking the whole time and saying this phrase over and over. I'd like to pull out one of my silver bolts and touch the silver tip. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Uh you take the silver bolt and just kind of put it against its skin and it starts to sizzle and then you hear wait no don't I'll, I'll back up I'll back don't up. hurt it I mean I'm just trying to figure out what we're dealing with here I think that thing hurts every th- it, never mind I mean, we gotta figure out what he's saying oh I'm sorry I didn't mean to assume your gender or anything Okay, you saying it slower doesn't make me understand it. Felomir, do you know what he's saying? No. <laughs> it's just, nah. I don't. So all of you kind of sit puzzled and, you know, kind of scared at the sight of this thing. And then the baby's head tilts back and pukes a stream of red blood onto the white snow. It twitches violently as it begins to curl backwards, bending its spine into a perfect curve. You hear the bone snap while these spasms continue, and then it finally lays still. What the fuck was that? Is it dead? I guess I'm going to kneel down and like... Well, you're like sunk in the snow, so you don't really have to... Y'all are like eye level with it right (laughs) now. Well, I want to touch it. Okay, so you walk up and you touch it. So does it look like a normal fetus? No, it's got that kind of like thick skin like the dog's had. Okay. I'm going to touch it with the bolt again. Okay. Yeah, it sizzles. But it's it's not reacting any longer. It is longer. not reacting anymore. To Does this? it seem very dead? Uh, considering you're sizzling its skin and it's not moving or twitching, yeah, I would say it's pretty dead. Pretty sure, it's pretty sure it's. Dead. I'm gonna pull back out. Well, I think we at least dodged something here, <laughs> even if it just kind of happened. We, I think we got lucky. You know, I'm gonna stand up now and walk towards it. Okay. You know, I don't know. I mean, this thing is a baby. It looks like it was just born. Yeah, what if there's a bigger one up there somewhere? And I'll start, like, looking in, uh, in the sky. Um, Felomir, you start to kind of inspect a little further after noticing the skin. And it has a very hard but thin flesh, almost like cured jerky. Its feet are shaped like a bird's with sharp claws, like that of a hawk. Its hands are small like a baby's. Its nose is large, almost like the beak of a bird. He has a mouth underneath the nose with thin, cracked lips. Sharp teeth poke out the mouth, overlapping the bottom and top lip. The eyes are all black, no whites to the eyes at all. The blood that the baby puked is red from what you could tell in the green light, but something strange that you notice is that the baby is not clothed, and you can tell that it has no genitalia at all. You can feel a heat that is coming from the body, even a couple feet away, but it slowly fades to cold. 
I'm just gonna be like slowly approaching at this point. Okay. Um, that that doesn't look like a baby, guys. What what is that? I mean, it's a baby something. Definitely not a human. Doesn't look friendly. It didn't sound friendly either. No, oh, it was it was talking. Yeah, it sounded terrifying. I'm sure I don't know the language, but do I? Can I recognize it as the same language that Hanette spoke? What did she say? Or not Hanette, but uh, fucking whoever. Hamarin. Hamarin. Give me a uh, an intelligence check. 20. It is not the same language that Hamarin was speaking. Yeah, I've never heard that language before. And I don't think it was what Hamarin was, was speaking. Do you think it was trying to warn us? I, I doubt it. It just looked like an accident to me. Where did it come from? Could it have come from one of those beasts? Well, it wasn't covered in snow or anything. Maybe it fell from the sky. It looks kind of like a bird. Very possible. Its skin also looks like the dog's skin that we fought a few days ago. So it could be a product of the darkness. There's no telling what we're going to find in here. Well, I would say we leave it. Well, of course we're leaving it. <laughs> I would say we move on, too. I don't, I don't know what else we're going to do with this thing. All right, I guess we're leaving. And I'm just going to start walking. Where? Oh, just in... Right now, you have no landmark at all except for this temple. That we just came from? That you just came from. Okay, I want to walk in the direction that is opposite from the temple. So just, like, away from it. From the door or moving? Because, like, you know that you approach the door from a specific angle. Yeah, that's what I would... Because I know we came from somewhere else. Do you want to backtrack from the way you came from the door? No. Okay, so you want to move forward. Yes. So you want to continue, quote unquote, west. Yes. <laughs> uh, Doroth starts moving west from what y'all assume. Um, I had a thought. Is Were the pews or anything in there have like linen on them, like no. cushions, no fabric, no drapes or anything? There was just wood, and I don't think there was any fabric in there. Okay, never mind then. All right, well, yeah. Sounds good to me, Doroth. Where are you going? I don't know. None of us know. Well, slow down. It's a lot harder for us to move through the snow. Why are you guys down there? Just get on top of the snow. <laughs> it's not that easy for us, man. I'm going to turn around and study this. Okay. What is... What? We've already established that you weigh nothing. And that is preposterous because I weigh plenty. I weigh about 40 pounds. You do not weigh 40 pounds. I just picked you up. You're, you're really strong. We've established this. Have you? No, I'm not. Give me just a minute. I'm going to try and go into the temple and find two decent pieces of scrap wood okay. and use some of my rope to tie them around my feet and see if that helps when I get back out on the snow. Okay, sure. Um, so you go inside to start trying to put that together. Give me a uh, intelligence check. Not a save, a check. Mm. Not very high on intelligence, guys. It's a four. All right. Uh, you put together a crude thing, uh, <laughs> but you don't know if it's going to work yet. All right. I'll go test them outside in front of all my friends. All right. So <laughs> as Finch was doing that, uh, he starts as he pretty much got inside the temple, um, the rest of you, the four of you, you see patches on the body of this bird baby thing begin to turn gray. And eventually, this baby's body turns completely gray. And starts to go through some sort of quick decaying process. As you watch this process unfold, it releases sheets of black ash you have seen floating around in the darkness so far. The ash hovers for a second around the body, and then some wind pushes them up 
and around, and you see them float diagonally upward with the wind. Well, I guess we know where all this ash is coming from. Is there anything left of the body, or the body turned completely to ash? The only thing that's left there now is pools of blood. So we've basically been covered in dead people. Well, I wouldn't call them people, but yes. <sighs> you get back outside with your snowshoes, and you uh, kind of get to where it's kind of built up on the temple instead of getting out into the open. And you strap them to your feet, or you you start to strap them on your feet, kind of like wakeboards or skis in the mm-hmm. water. And then you uh, try to lift yourself up through the snow, weirdly. Give me a dexterity check. Six. <laughs> uh, you start to push yourself up and you get like to where your feet are flat and you're like trying to stand yourself up and then like you fall forward and head first into the snow. And so you're basically ostriching into the ground. Damn. <laughs> are you okay, Finch? <laughs> Damn it. I really thought this was going to work. I, I don't know. We can either walk really slow and freeze to death, or we can sit here and wait out the snow for God knows how long. I think we should all try to do that, because it was hilarious. Uh, whenever you kind of position yourself out of the snow again, Finch, you realize that the shoes did not stay on your feet at all. Get my rope back off of All right. I got nothing. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, don't beat yourself up about it. It was a good idea. Like a kid picking grass in the outfield that's not paying attention to the t-ball game. Like, that's what I'm doing with snow now. (laughs) Well, I'm just going to fall on my back and make snow angels. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I don't see any easy way around this one. Nope. I think we're just going to have to trudge through the snow. Well, most of us. And as he says that, I pull out the Vappy Wanpinkle. And uh, take a sip of it. All right. Give me a constitution check. Crit. Crit. All right. You uh, take a pretty good swallow and you feel the tingleness and the warmth. <sighs> I'll extend my hand out to Keth. I'll pass it back and use my shield to kind of help shovel the snow. Move okay. Forward. Cool. Cool. That's a good idea. I'll take a nice swig. 15. All right. You're good too. Anybody else? Yeah. <sighs> I guess. <laughs> I'm going to grab it and take a swig. All right. Give me a constitution check. 21. All right. You're good. You're good. Anyone else? I mean, what is it that, that Doroth always says? Ojok? <laughs> one journey, one chance. <laughs> <laughs> what? Fuck it. Nine. You're drunk. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> But do I feel warm? You do feel warm. Even if you're drunk, you do feel warm. But you get disadvantages to dexterity checks and advantages to constitution checks. Dorothy, interested? No. I found that alcohol stifles my creativity. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I think we should go that way. Which way is that way? I don't know. I'm just going to (laughs) point. I think we we should go west. We should stick with the direction that we have been... Making, we at least know it's one direction. We can always turn around if we need to. Well, I'll try to slow down for you. Thank you. All right, so you start moving west.
you head deeper into the snowy lands of Mithron. You spend two hours trekking through this deep post-blizzard snow. The winds have come to a halt and the air is thin and dry. Give me constitution saves. Oh, anyone that drank the alcohol, you get advantage. Just if you drank it, if you drank it at all. God damn it. Awesome. Wait, did we just wake up? Yeah. Oh. 17. Did I use my lucky dice already? I wouldn't think so. Uh, what is it, Astra? 17. All right. 21. All right. 13. All right. 20. All right. Six. I would and like the record to show that I rolled a two and then a three. Nice. <laughs> Finch, you are now level one of exhaustion. And what does that do to me again? A whole bunch of bum ass shit. Disadvantage on ability checks. Cool. Yay. The deepness of the snow begins to shallow, though. And at a future point, you find the snow is only as deep as the height of your knees. You continue to push forward and begin to notice you are approaching and entering a set of foothills. You stub your toes a couple times on rocks below the layering snow, except for you, Dorth, as you continue walking on the surface of the snow with no issues. You come across natural rock formations creating small plateaus, and more and more rocks and boulders are peeking out of the snow. Eventually, you realize you are walking on the side of a mountain, hiking on the angle, not up or down. And then something comes into view for you. Monastic buildings made of rock built into the side of the mountain. You enter a couple of the homes investigating the inside to find nothing but caved-in roofs and centuries-old decayed furnishings. The ground underneath you widens out on the side of this mountain. And you find yourself on what you assume is an old roadway that works through this mountain village. The road, which is basically a cliff on the side of this mountain, widens to about 20 feet and ends at, the, at a large circular area with stone homes around its circumference, some barely holding onto the cliffside after its age of time. You all spend some time investigating this old village, and much like the buildings you investigated on the road, you find no value in what was left behind. But give me perception checks. 18. 22. 18. 21. 22. Wow. We've seen that shit. Were there two 22s in that? Yeah, yeah. Steven. Okay, uh, give me a roll again for both of you. 17. 10. Keth, you find something interesting. A cave entrance into the mountain behind one of the homes. Right at the entrance of the tunnel, not covered by snow, you see trolley tracks leading deeper into the cave. Mining carts and other various mining equipment lean against the walls to the left and the right, all in very crude condition. But now, I need a dexterity save. Nine. A large, dark-feathered creature pounces down from the cave entrance above. It appears to be a cross between a vulture and a human. It stands ten feet tall, though, and as it lands on top of you, Keth, it pushes you to the ground. The creature has long arms, legs, and wings, and its body is covered with small gray feathers. Keth is being held down by the creature's claws that are piercing into Keth's right shoulder, doing nine damage. Give me initiatives. Oh, help! The four of you that are not being attacked hear a guttural scream that you recognize as Keth. Doroth, you look across the area and you see Keth behind this building in front of some sort of cave entrance being attacked by this large bird-like demon thing. 
And as you are watching it, this bird, you see like sprouts these spines out of its back. A poison cloud starts to fill the area. Whoa. Thelamir, Astra, and Finch. Not The three of you cannot see what's going on at this, at this moment. Can I see, is it just spreading? It's, or is uh, there like a discernible perimeter? It's kind of covering up the, uh, the area that him and Keth are at, but it covers a 15-foot area. Okay. Radius. So 30-feet circle yeah. diameter. First in the order is Finch. Okay, so I can't see it, but I know that it's going on. You know that there is some sort scream. of scream coming from Keth. All right, well, I'm going to try and run and figure out where it's coming from and see if I can get a visual. All right. Um, you move to a spot where you could still take a second, like a, an attack action, but you can't, you can barely see what's attacking Keth, but it is some sort of, you can see like the right wing of it. Maybe I'll just put Hunter's Mark on it. Oh yeah. So we learned something new about Hunter's Mark that we had not been paying attention to. What you mean is we got schooled. We got schooled. Yeah. So yeah, he tell uh, it's Tony Beardsley. He messaged us on Facebook and he said, uh, I don't know if it's happened in every combat or not, but in the most recent episode, why did Finch only get to cast Hunter's Mark and not attack? Hunter's Mark is a bonus action. Damn. So uh, apparently the casting time of Hunter's Mark is a bonus action, which means you can cast that and then attack still. Well, then I'll definitely cast it. Okay. So you're going to cast it on this creature, I'm assuming? Yeah, but if I still don't really have a good shot then I'll probably... You could shoot its wing, and you do see that, like, the silhouette of... Uh... I'm going to say nay, because I also just remember that I have disadvantage on ability checks, so this shot's going to be hard enough. This already. is an attack, so ability checks aren't attacks. Oh. Okay. Ability checks are, like, strength, dexterity, con, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Yeah, later in the exhaustion levels, you you get a disadvantage on attacks. Yeah, whatever. If I've got... If I've got a... Yeah, you could hit its wing, at least. Yeah, I'll do that. Um... I'll use the crossbow because everything in this dark bubble seems to really not like silver. Yeah, it doesn't like those silver bolts for some reason. 23? That's a hit. Should I go for two? If you want. Oh, if I can, then I will. Yeah, you can. Crit. Mm. Oh, my God. Ooh. So you got a crit. So that means you get to roll a d20. And then Dave's going to look at the crit chart and tell everybody what he got. That's right. Seven. Seven? All right, that would be max damage. Hey! Do you want the first damage first, or do you want the max damage first? Go ahead and roll your first damage. 13. Max damage. 28. 28 damage? Okay. Damn. So that would be a total of 41 damage. That is Christ. Exploded that goddamn wing. Very nice. Uh, yeah, the <laughs> the two arrows instead of hitting like the wing, you actually manage to hit it like in the arm of the wing. So like it's actually like tearing through the arm, and because they're both silver bolts, they both stick in real deep, and then they start to sizzle real hard against its skin, and like you see the arm kind of break, like the you see the forearm kind of bend where it should not bend. Sweet. After Finch's Felomir, I have a question. Would would this poison cloud be considered a magical effect? No. In that case, I'm going to move to where I can see Keth and this creature. Okay. Can I can I see the creature and have a clear shot on it? Yes. Uh, and I want to blast him. All right. What are you going to use? Eldritch Blast. Did you know something about Eldritch Blast? What? You can do two of them. What? You ain't know that? 
What? <laughs> dude, I knew that. You're supposed to know everything, dude. What? You guys need to start reading your spells. I'm not in charge of this. <laughs> what? Yeah, you do two separate uh, Eldritch Blast Beams. Did we determine I could do that too? With oh, yeah. Them? Yeah. It's all Once you get level five. Huh? Yeah. It's cantrips. Yeah, because it's cantrips. At level five, you upgrade. Yeah. So at level, we've been playing level five for a lot of sessions now, and you've not been doing two. I haven't needed to. Well, I'm going to shoot two Eldritch Blasts. Okay. 27. That's a hit. And the 17. That's a hit. That is 11 damage. Wait, no. That's two damage total. <laughs> two damage total? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what type of damage is an Eldritch Blast? Force damage. Force damage? Yeah. Okay. Pew, pew. Pew, pew. Yeah, you just kind of hit it in like the flaps of the wing. Mm-hmm. And so it just doesn't really do a lot. Just kind of, you see the arm kind of push back a little bit, but it doesn't do Some anything. Feathers go. <laughs> yeah. Into the air. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, wait, I'm next. Doroth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to move a little closer to this, this situation. Okay. And I'm going to use a vicious mockery. All right. Yeah, I'm not going to pull out my drum or anything because this kind of just took me by surprise. But uh, I'm also very quick with the pin. So I'm just going to say something off, off top. You probably fly down from the trees. Yeah. You never be flyer than me. Yeah. Ooh, chugga, 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 chugga. <laughs> 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 the chugga 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 it really does it uh it's a constitution save right uh wisdom save right yes fly because it's a bird flyer than me yeah uh, see y'all it goes over your head like a bird <laughs> six against my spell dc yeah <laughs> no <laughs> uh roll out damage five all right. And he also gets disadvantage on his attack roll. Geth, your turn. All right. First things first, uh, rage. Okay. I'm going to Turkadal his ass. I'm going to grab him and pull him into me and take a big old bite out of him. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so what do I need to do? Is there like a grapple I need to do or anything? Yeah. I guess, uh, I guess counter grapple. Yeah, let's do that. And I have advantage. 17. Five. Cool. <laughs> Now I will bite him. Okay. Crit! Oh my god. Yeah. We got a crit charge. Crit charge. All right, roll that d20. 11. All right, that's going to be max damage plus two. 11. All right, nice. Uh, You do 11 damage and you're clamped onto him. (laughs) (laughs) DMX. Astra. Hey, do I see like from where I am, like, poison spraying? Uh, you do see, like, a cloud of poison kind of coming out from behind a house. Okay, and I can assume that it's the same kind of poison that the it dog had. It looks like the same kind of poison that uh, the dog had, yes. Okay, I'm going to rush up and, uh, I mean, like, you know, not into the poison, but I'm going to cast Gust of Wind and be like, hey, y'all, watch out. Cool. Yeah, so you can position yourself to where you can aim the gust of wind at the mountain wall and it might like kind of disperse the wind like in like a ricochet kind of thing but you don't have a direct shot at it which it could it's kind of helpful because then you won't push keth off yeah the cliff. yeah <laughs> i'm indirectly all right so uh give me a or you just kind of cast the spell right yeah um cool and then are you aiming it elsewhere or just going to push it there? Um, 
there's a mountain right in front of us. Yeah. So I'm assuming it's you're kind like of pushing against the wall, basically. bouncing off that to kind of go like behind this building, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Maybe. That sounds good. Yeah. All right. Cool. And then you hear. What is your AC, Deidre? Astra. 12. I rolled 11. Hey. Mm. But it is like standing over you as you kind of dodge its like beak attack. And then it like digs its claws right into the ground right behind you. And then you feel that kind of wind from its wings as it comes landing in. And then Keth, give me a... Constitution. No, the poison cloud's gone. You don't have to do that. Give me a strength save. 12. Okay. So you're holding on to this guy. And then he lifts off. Okay. And you're in the air with him. Okay. I'm staying I'm staying clamped on with my teeth. Okay. He moves Wait, oh. wait, wait, hold on. How can he fly? What do you mean? He got a broke wing. Oh, he does have Ooh. a broke wing. <laughs> and he gets disadvantage. Yes, that is true. And I don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, he can't fly, so never mind. That won't work. He lets out a horrible screech. <laughs> and you Withstand <gasps> the sonic boom that occurs or whatever is happening with this horrific screech. Yeah, that's the top of the order. So we're at Finch. Well, seeing that, I guess, I assume I noticed that a big new one just popped up behind oh, Astra. Oh, yeah. Everybody sees the one that just landed behind Astra. I'll help Keth. Y'all get the new one. And then I'll make strides Ow. towards Keth and the other guy. And okay. I'm going to go shoot at this one that's, you know, hurting Keth still. Okay. So it's a 13 from the first one. That's a miss. That's a 24 on the second one. That's a hit. 16 damage. 16 damage. Uh, one bolt lands against the like rocky cliff and then just kind of bounces to the ground. Uh, it doesn't look like it broke. The other one lands directly into like the abdomen and you see it like kind of sizzle and then it kind of just like loses its grip because it's burning the skin and then falls out. Felomir. All right. I am going to put a little distance between me and this new bird man. Okay. And then I'm going to turn around and shoot two Eldritch Blasts. All right. 16 and 18. They both hit. Cool. Three damage. (laughs) (laughs) We give you the extra die and you can't do any damage, really. (laughs) Two Eldritch Blasts fly at the uh, new vulture-looking demon thing and blast against it. And now we're at Doroth. All right. Since I heard what Finch said. Okay. We're now going to focus attack on the the other one. So I'm just going to stay where I am and just turn around. And I still do not, this is all happening very fast. I still don't have time to pull my drum out. So I'm just going to do another, another off, off top rhyme. Okay. Um, Upon wings of disaster. Yeah. You're not going to touch my friend Astra. Ooh, chugga, 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 chugga. (laughs) I'm just going to. Aww. They do care. Uh, Wisdom save 11. Nope. Seven damage. All right. And disadvantage. And disadvantage. Keth. I'm going to bite him again. (laughs) (laughs) That's a 12. That's a mess. No. He kind of just pushes against you, like holding the grapple with you and just holding your head away as you go like, "Ah, ah, 
<laughs> but he realizes he fucked up though. This is what I want. Like, he knows in his heart, like, oh no, oh fuck. Astro, your turn. So these are pretty giant birds. Yeah, they're like right? ten feet tall. They have like a twenty foot wingspan. So if I like directed my gusts of wind towards them, would it do anything at all? It could do something. I mean, they yes. would have to make a strength save. Yeah, but they're way. also got big giant wings. That are yeah, that's what parachutes. I was thinking. If, if they're like mid, like. If they're doing this, like, what up, girl? <laughs> then they could be like. Oh, that yes. sounds fun. Yeah, it's standing over you with its wings sprawled. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to turn around real fast and uh, not trying to, to hit anybody. Okay. With, yeah. With you, um, you take your, your hands pushing the wind out and you just kind of lift it over your head really quickly. And basically, like a Saiyan, kind of just like push the, <laughs> just push the wind right into its wings. And I have to make a strength save against your spell, DC? Uh, sure. 12. And I'm going to give him disadvantage for the wings. Uh, and that's a strength of 11. So he uh, pushes straight into the air diagonally. And he's flying, or he's getting pushed away really far. He's flying, but he's not flying. You did not expect this. So because, so because it's 15 feet and he's got wings that you're pushing into it, mm -hmm. I'm doing double the distance. Nice. Because! <laughs> Finally something good. Finally something good. Yeah, great. That's awesome. That's smart. Thanks. He gonna come back though. Nah. He's not just gonna take that. Nah. Now you just keep that wind on him. He he's, ain't gonna be able to get down. He's embarrassed. Right now. Um after Astra is the one that's attacking Keth. He's gonna multi attack you. Keth. Okay. Once with the beak and once with its talons. Okay. I'm using cutting words. Okay. Ooh, chugga chugga chug chug. <laughs> 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 all right roll that d8 five all right and i have disadvantage right yes wait no that was the other one what yeah it was the other one the one that's on that was on astro that you did the second time no i did it to him too yeah but it's only but, for one round right oh, okay gotcha yeah uh but anyways it's still it's an 11 for the beak nope an 11 for the talons why am i rolling nothing but 11s you uh, dodge as you're trying to bite at him still, because we'll say it's working at the same time, you know? Uh, the other one flies back overhead. Felomir, you see the bird that Astra pushed away with wind kind of dodge out of the wind with like some sort of barrel roll. Ooh, barrel roll. And then it kind of swoops behind the building that you're near and then comes up behind you and attacks. Okay. Are you about to do something? You see? Well, we'll see if he hits me or okay. not. Okay. <laughs> but this one does have disadvantage. Yes. On this. Okay. So multi Zach again. Does a 12 hit? No. So the beak misses. Does a 14 hit? Yes. He does six slashing damage. Cool. As the talons like rip down your back or something like that. Ooh. And uh, upon that, I'm going to. I'm going to cast Hellish Rebuke. You still have that stupid fucking spell. <laughs> You're damn right I do. It works. All right. Uh, I point my finger at him and <laughs> no, that <laughs> Shame. And uh, he is surrounded by Hellish Flames that do uh, 4d10 fire damage. Or oh, he must make a dex saving throw. If he fails, he takes half damage. Okay, dex so saving throw. Have disadvantage for all them feathers? Oh. <laughs> I would say no. So if deck save, 15? Nope. All right. Uh, 25 damage. 
All right. So you see the flames kind of envelop around him. And then as the flames end, you notice that he's not on fire as if he has some sort of resistance to flame. <laughs> that, that text came up in purple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finch, your turn. Hey, I'll take another step or two closer towards Keth and his enemy. Okay. And I'll, uh, you know, do, do my thing. That's crit miss. Should I roll okay. the second one? Yes. 28. So that's a 28 is definitely a hit. The first bolt flies just over the vulture and then just kind of flies off into the distance off of the mountain. Damn. But I will need the damage for the 28. 13 damage. 13 damage. All right. The bolt flies directly into the back of its wing as it's kind of got itself wrapped around Keth and you're coming at it from its side. And then after Finch is Felomir. I'm going to move away. Was that, was that an attack of opportunity if I move away? It is. Okay. All right. I'm going to cast Blink. Wacha. And I'm still there. So after Velomir is Doroth. Uh, well, I'm going to do another Vicious Mockery because it turns out that's the only attack I have in this situation. <laughs> I will go into the recesses of my mind and remember what happened with the Hellish Rebuke. Okay. That was four seconds ago. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta reach real back there. Life life moved fast. Let's go with uh you know you fucked up, right? Yeah. I bet again you won't try it. Yeah. Ooh. Chuck 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 chuck. And wisdom save. Six. No. Two damage. And disadvantage. Oh yeah. Wait, huh? Oh, okay, and the disadvantage, okay. What am I getting disadvantage? It's 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 not damaging, but it's annoying, and that is my goal. <laughs> it's a debuff. And also, I'm going to move back okay. from him. Okay. All right. <clears throat> not paying attention to what's going on outside of my own combat with this vulture bird person. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna try to just flip him over and be on top of him. Okay. Uh, is that a grapple? Yeah. Let's do a strength versus. Strength, I guess. Athletics versus athletic crit miss. Okay. Mm. <laughs> uh, and then I'm gonna pull out my uh, mace with a free action and bash him in the face with it. Okay. First one's twenty. Twenty's a hit. Wait, hold on. Fifteen. Sorry. Fifteen is a miss. Second one is a twenty-three. That's a hit. Eight. You hit him like square in the forehead. But and you can see like he's completely dazed, but he's still active. But he's he's real rough. Uh, after Keth is Astra. So that dude looks real rough. What about the other dude? The other dude is not looking as bad. Okay, and he's just hanging out right now. Yes, he's okay. very annoyed. He's very annoyed with me. All with of me. you. All of you. <laughs> well, he's standing right next to me. So yeah, I'll I'll like come to the side if I can like. To try to get Felmir out of oh out of your gust path. of wind, you want to keep doing that. Oh, um, I was gonna do Ray Frost. Oh, okay. I mean, you can do that without. Okay, I just didn't want to fucking accidentally. No, I mean fireball like, with, somebody with Felmir there being there. Like, no matter what position you take, you have a chance. All right. Well, I'm gonna do Ray Frost. Okay. And remember, this is two D eight or whatever it is. Yeah. 12 plus my spell attack bonus? Yes. Okay, so 16. Yeah, 16. 16? 16. 16's a hit. Cool. 
five. The ray of frost just hit the back of it, and then it just kind of ricochets for a second, and then like kind of disperses after it hits it. After Astra is the one that's attacking, that's in grappled with Keth. Keth, Keth, give me a Constitution saving throw. Do I have advantage? Seven. From Vappy Pam Winkle. Yes. Twenty. All right, and actually, Finch. Give me a constitution saving throw now that you've moved so close. I'm not that close. You just want me to be that close. You kept moving yourself closer. Eight. Eight? You get, he, he you get, you also, get, he, oh no. You get the advantage as well from being drunk. But he got the exhaustion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're, yeah, it's kind of against itself. So, um, if I didn't say it, somebody else was going to. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's perfect. Poison spreads from it again as it pushes its spines out of itself. Doing five damage to you, Finch. And then Keth. He attacks with a beak and a talon. Um, first one is a critical. The second one is a seven, a 23. They, yeah, they both hit. The beak hits you for 12 damage, which is piercing. Okay, so six. Yeah. The talons hit you for... For 13 slashing damage, so six again. So 12 damage total. The other the other bird thing, which by the way, these things are called Vrocks. V-R-O-C-K. Attacks you, Felomir. But it tries to grapple you. Yay. Give me a strength save. Or athletics or acrobatics, whichever one you want to do. Crit. All right. So he tries to grapple you with his arms and talons. And uh, you easily just kind of dodge back a little bit and stay within its melee range. Um, but also on its turn, it releases a poisoned cloud, which only you're in. Oh, wait, this is you. Give me a constitution saving throw, which is an advantage because you're drunk. 20. That makes it. Finch, your turn. Yeah, give me all that poison with a nice shot without getting too close to their poison. I would move my hunter's mark onto him as well. Okay. And he's damaged, I believe. He is. So let's see what we can do. Wait. You can't move the hunter's mark until he's, he's dead. The other one's dead. Oh, okay. Well, no hunter's mark. But you can still use that roll. Sweet, because it's a crit. Cool. Roll another d20. <laughs> 17, baby. Yeah. Give it to me straight, Doc. <laughs> so this one is max damage plus four, and then I need you to roll the d20 again. How much damage, Matt? 26. All right. And then you're going to roll that other d20? 17 again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's 52 damage. Should I take the second one or do I just see how this first one goes? The uh, first one pierces its abdomen and just like shoots through the entire side of it because you're, you're shooting from its right side into its rib cage through the left of its rib cage. Sweet. And it just leaves this giant hole from its burning that it does as it goes through the body. And it just falls right onto its face. Hell yeah. I imagine like he notches the bow and pulls, or he's got a crossbow, so he just aims it. And then like the spirit of his father is like behind. <laughs> we really get into the Dragon Ball Z yeah. world here. <laughs> well, my father is alive now, remember guys? He's got well, a little new shop. Well, and, um, well he's been alive he, the whole time. Yeah, well, <laughs> he was yeah, alive now. Yeah, yeah he's, 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 he's alive now. now. We <laughs> wished him back. <laughs> All right, so I've been playing DBZ Fighter a lot. Like the power of Shinron. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you have another bolt you can shoot if you want to, or just want to. I'll do a quick 180 to see what I guess 
to see if it looks like I have a shot. Uh, it's sketchy. I'm not gonna take it. Okay. After Finch's Felomir, I'll just move uh, over towards Keth. You want to just hold your turn? No. Was the poison gas still there? Might I'm not, I'm not gonna move to in the that. gas, but all right. So you move closer to Keth, and then I'll just disappear or something. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Yeah. Do you disappear? Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> After Felomir's Doroth. Uh, I'm gonna move a little closer to the situation going on with uh, Keth, and I'm gonna use Tasha's hideous laughter. <laughs> let's, let's get rid of Ooh, this. I guy. hope this works so I can hear that bird laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's gonna be a wisdom saving throw. Five. Nope. I'm sorry. Three. <laughs> <laughs> no. He so, laughs harder. So what happens? Um, creature of your choice that you see was in range perceives everything as hilarious, <laughs> or funny. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> then, I'm so horrified I go out of rage. Yeah. Oh, I'm kidding. Um, it falls prone, becoming incapacitated and unable to stand for the duration at the end of his turn. Or when it takes damage, it can make another saving throw. It loosens its grip on you, Kath, and just kind of like starts to laugh and cackle underneath you. Okay. And it's your turn. All right. I'm going to uh, bash him in the face. Get an advantage on that. And it is hilarious. <laughs> is it over 15? Yes. You got it. Cool. Eight. All right. You take your mace and just slam it back into the forehead of it where you already hit it. And its skull just cracks in and it's dead. I'm going to hit it a couple more times in All anger. Do we look on in horror? <laughs> Combo agent. Make it stop! Make it stop! <laughs> Still laughing. Yeah. <laughs> Even in death. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, so I think we found someone that's related to that thing that we saw. <laughs> I popped back into existence. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that uh, that fetus must have come from one of these things. Do you think this is the mom and the dad? Well, I mean, they don't have any genitals, so I don't even know how they how they would recreate. There's no telling how many of these things there are. <sighs> it, it came from above the mine entrance. It ambushed me. Hmm. I wonder if there's any in the mine. Well, not if they fly, right? They're, they would probably wouldn't be in there if they fly, hopefully. Unless they were nesting or something, but I don't know these... These creatures' habits. Unless they're having babies. So the five of you move a little closer to the mine entrance just to kind of inspect what you have found. And Felomir, using your detect magic ability, there are very small specks and points of arcane energy all throughout the walls of this mine. This must have been a mining village of some sort. And whatever they were mining, though, it was something with arcane origin. I'm Drew. And I'm Landry. We're the hosts of You Simply Must. You Simply Must? What's that? It's a comedy podcast all about sharing things that we love with each other and sometimes with the guest. TV shows, food, games, movies, whatever. That's right. Think of it as Oprah's favorite thing, but we 
more segments specifically designed to gaslight the other person. We release new episodes every Wednesday. You can find the show on iTunes or at yousimplymustpodcast.com. Hey, person hearing this ad, have you ever listened to our show? No. You simply must! Are you a lifelong fanboy, a new nerd, or are you just clueless and curious about all the comic book movie buzz and want to know more? Then tune in to Between the Cons, the twice-weekly podcast for Life Between Comic Cons, where Chris and friends discuss nerdy news. Why is it news. always Chris and friends? We have stupid nicknames that you made up for us. I'm going to start calling you Dr. Big Boy Pants. Where Chris, Chris 2, MF Dane, Mr. Naughty List, the Wonder Twins, Masterman Drabo, the Ginger Giant, and the Outlaw Steve Jr. Thank you. Discuss nerdy news, review movies, and dive deep into the big topics that encompass our fandoms. Subscribe today on iTunes and Google Play at BetweenTheCons.com. apologize to you guys i have a spell called comprehend language that i completely forgot that i <laughs> i knew someone did oh my god hmm. what's it saying <laughs> however will we find out crazy <laughs> as you were <laughs>